With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me now and we will explore these topics and so much more with fascinating guests, authors, and experts who will guide us to Destination Unlimited. Many of us practice meditation as a way to quiet the mind. But is there a way that meditation may be used to put our minds to work with profound questions and thereby deepen the practice. My guest this week on Destination Unlimited, Alice Langholt, has developed a revolutionary approach for doing this. Alice is a Reiki master teacher, the executive director of Reiki Awakening Academy School of Intuitive Development, the founder of Practical Reiki, a strong, simple Reiki energy healing method, and a wedding officiant. She's the author of 23 books, including the award-winning Practical Reiki. Her website is alicelangholt.com, and she joins me this week to share her experience and latest book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. Please join me in welcoming to Destination Unlimited, Alice Langholt. Welcome, Alice. Thank you, Victor. It's so nice to finally be talking to you after we knew each other tangentially for so many years. Absolutely. Alice, please share with our listeners your early path and how it led to all of the wonderful work that you do. I'm one of these like regular type of people that didn't know anything about intuition, but always had kind of a yearning to be special. Uh, growing up, I would read books about psychic people and wish I could do that cool thing and wish I was magic and couldn't figure anything out. And growing up uh, further and becoming an adult, I was just inside, I was spiritually thirsty. And it was compounded by the fact that I was working at a synagogue as a full-time Jewish educator slash administrator and getting my master's degree in a community-supported program to try to help people become uh, professional school administrators uh, on the in a Jewish school, which I never really wanted to be, but a free master's degree is fine. And so <laughs> that was <clears throat> that was me being like teaching, teaching Hebrew, teaching about holidays. Um, just I have to call. Okay, great. Teaching about holidays and go having to go to services with like the seventh graders who don't want to be there, and. I was just thinking to myself, doing all of this isn't making me feel spiritually connected. And why can't I feel that? And so I had this frustration and spiritual thirst that there is there something more beyond my body and my day-to-day -day mundane, you know, life of 
shopping and cooking and so forth. And I didn't know how to find that. So that was always brewing inside me in a certain way. And then uh, one day I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, who is now 16. And I, she was my youngest of four. So I was at school to pick up some, the older kids. And uh, a, a parent approached me kind of randomly and she goes, oh, you're pregnant. And I'm like, like, th thanks, Captain Obvious, you know. <laughs> and she said well you should learn reiki and i just said what's that like rake the leaves i thought she was telling me that like raking the leaves is good for pregnancy i really didn't know what she was talking about and she goes oh no ha, ha, ha. um <laughs> reiki is uh an energy healing method that can help you with pregnancy discomforts and help you in labor and you know she pitched me good you know you say that to someone who's pregnant and you're gonna have their attention and i was like I'm listening, you know, and she said, oh, I'm a Reiki master and I can teach you. And I was like, Reiki master, you know, wow. And so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm game. You know, that sounds amazing. I didn't know a person could learn something called energy healing. I was just like, whoa, you know, so I went to her house and, you know, I paid her 80 bucks or whatever it was she asked for. And then, um, you know, she does this attunement around me without explaining anything. And I didn't feel anything except incredibly awkward while she's running around me and I'm sitting in a chair, my hands are above my head and they're over here and they're open and she's blowing on me and I'm just like, what is happening? And she goes, it's done. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess I, to say in short, I was underwhelmed and confused, which is unfortunately means she wasn't a good teacher. She was, you know, God bless her for introducing me to Reiki, but she just left me feeling really ambiguous and and unsure of myself in the end. And so um, I didn't really know what to do with all of this. And I left uh, at the end of the lesson thinking, well, that was weird, but not the weird way that I wanted it to be. You know, it was just that was a thing. Um, and so then a year and a half later, I'm toting the baby and back at school and there she is. And I said, hey, by the way. Is there more to this Reiki stuff? Because I'm not any good at it. And she goes, oh, yes, you should learn level two. It's much stronger. And I I didn't know if I wanted to hug her or hit her, you know, because I had this feeling like there is maybe I could do it. And this other feeling like you waited this long to tell me. Like, so there I am back at her house learning <laughs> level two. And now there's another one of those attunements that I felt nothing about and didn't know what I was supposed to feel and she wouldn't tell me. And then I'm learning symbols and trying to figure that out and trying to say the complicated names of things in Japanese and feeling like this is just all above my head. And um, I passed my symbol test and getting ready to leave, putting on my sweater. And I made a comment that really meant nothing to me. It's just like sometimes you just make a comment like, ow, you know, like, like something like that, you know. And I said, oh, my hands are tingling. And I gave him a little shake. And she says, that's the energy. I was like, what? No. And she said, you said your hands are tingling. And I said, I did. I think I held my wrist funny. And she said, no, that's the energy. And I said, it is not. She said, come here. She lays on her massage table and she says, scan me. And I, and I knew what that was, but I had never done it because she didn't give me any hands-on practice. And so I'm thinking, oh boy, what am I doing now? You know, so I 
So I hold my hands above her body, starting around her head, and I start slowly moving them down her body, feeling nothing, feeling nothing. And in my head, my inner monologue is going, this is dumb. What are you doing? She's going to know you're bad at this. You should have gone home, you know, all of that stuff. And and nothing, 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 nothing as I continue down. And when I my hands are above her hips, they started tingling. And I didn't say anything because I'm like, right, you know? <laughs> so I move them back up by her stomach and they stop. I put them back over by her hip and they tingle again. And I move them down farther and they stop. And I'm like, all right, I need to ask you something. Why are my hands tingling here, but not there or there? And she said, because my hip hurts. I was like, I twisted it or something funny this morning. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? You're telling me that there is a connection between my tingles and your pain? And she said, yes. And I was like, huh? You know, and I wasn't like, ah, believe, or anything. You know, I'm not, I'm not easy to convince, but I certainly felt curious. And like, this is something I could pay attention to. Tingles. So from then on, I became very interested in paying attention to my tingly hands and anything else that of a subtle nature that might happen while I'm doing Reiki. So I started doing some self-Reiki and I and she taught me how to do distance healing. And I started, I I I got two friends who were having their own crises and asked if they would let me send them distance healing every week for practice and feedback. And they were all happy to oblige. So I started doing my own research from there and my own practicing and paying attention to learn from myself and anything I could find on the fledgling little sprout of an internet that there was back then. Um, and then three months later, I took a master class at the at a college nearby. It was actually um, a Jesuit college. Very interesting. My teacher was a nun. They were teaching Reiki kind of under the table. But anyway, that was interesting. And then I was, and I was working from home at this point. So I had more time to really look for community and other people who were practicing that I could connect with and learn from. Started blogging about my experiences uh, just to connect with people. And, I, and then I started offering distance healing online. Uh, not online, but, you know, just like distance healing. I started offering online distance healing um for feedback and then eventually for donation, which made people very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I started volunteering at the Distance Healing Network. And then I found on a forum somebody talking about Kundalini Reiki. Kundalini Reiki, a very powerful method with no symbols and no hand positions. And I was like, aha, I need to learn that because I never understood why hand positions or symbols were necessary, especially when, when I had been taught that it's okay if you draw it wrong, it'll still work. And I was really trying to wrap my head around like, what is the purpose of that when here's a method that doesn't use that. And I learned that from the founder, Ole Gabrielson in Denmark. And it was just really, you know, a, an outline of a manual and he sends you a few distance attunements and a certificate. <clears throat> but I, I felt those attunements and I really wanted to see if this would work. And so I really worked at it and I found some volunteers. When I finished the third level, I found some volunteers um, just through my blog who would let me train them for free in exchange for feedback. 
And I said to myself, if this doesn't work even once, I just, I'll quit. I don't have to keep doing this. I got a job. I've got other things. And this is, so I always had that door as a backup plan for myself, you know, so I didn't feel like I have to do this or it has to work or else I'm in trouble or there was no pressure in that way, but it always worked. And back then at the early stages of Kundalini Reiki, there were nine attunements, not three. There were three and there were six booster attunements in this method. So I had to attune 12 people nine times <laughs> and get feedback every single time. And so it took a few months, but it was really good for me because they were asking me questions. And those questions made me introspect because I didn't know the answer offhand. I had to figure out what did I think, you know? What do I think about this? What if I can't feel it one day? What if self-healing doesn't feel strong to me? What if um, I feel this when I'm giving Reiki? Is that something? You know, like lots of questions like this. And I found that I could answer that in a thoughtful way. So I decided to rewrite the manual. I rewrote it. And to make it more clear, because it was very sparse and not very grammatical <laughs> in English. And so um, I, I rewrote the manual and started offering that to my students. Um, I started having more students and they started paying me a little bit. And I was only teaching by distance at this point. But in my life, I had started volunteering and giving Reiki at various places, including the Cleveland Clinic. And a, um, oh, and a, um, like a holistic center. And they wanted me to do a class for nurses. So, Working together with the Ohio Board of Nurses, Nursing's um, like application process, we created a course called Kundalini Reiki for Nurses and Caregivers that actually got approved for eight contact hours for registered nurses. So they could, re you know, towards the 12 they need per year to renew their license. And so I made a manual for nurses um, and I was volunteering at the Cleveland Clinic, like I said, and so like I had some experience and my mom it was a nurse for like her whole life or whatever, like my whole life. Um, and so I knew a lot about it, about what nurses need and what they face and things like that. So, um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I started teaching that class and I really wanted the Cleveland Clinic to let me teach it there. And I'm, you know, because I was there volunteering and every week and talking to the head of the healing services department. And I'm like, let me teach this. And she said, well, it sounds nice, but I can't. And I'm like, well, why? And she said, because it's the name. Kundalini. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so mysterious. It doesn't sound like it belongs in a medical setting. It's got weird connotations. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's dumb. I'm like, I'll just change the name. I'm like, it doesn't have to be called that. I'll call it practical Reiki. Oh, I like that, she said. I'm like, okay, fine. So I thought I'll just rewrite the manual, right? I'll rewrite it. I'll take out the Kundalini aspect. I'll just explain it in down-to-earth terms. Not a problem. And we were going on vacation uh, for like around a week 
uh, with the family shortly afterwards. So I took my laptop, my husband's driving, we had a 10 hour drive and I decided I'll just start working on this. And I thought, okay, well, while I'm at it, let me flesh it out a bit. So let me, let me write a section about what Reiki is and how it works and what is intention and why is it important. And let me write a section about um, your intuition and all the various channels that it uses uh, to help people understand this so they don't feel like I did when I was learning Reiki. And then I thought, well, while I'm at it, why don't I write a section about chakras and how to understand them in an easy way? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm not writing a manual. I'm writing a book. And these are chapters. And I wrapped my head around that. And I started typing everything that I say when I'm teaching, all organized into that kind of a step-by-step, you know, format. And the book Practical Reiki was born. And that became the manual for this new way of teaching Reiki. And I got the permission of Ole Gabrielson from, you know, Kundalini Reiki. He was like, do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, yay. And I sent him a copy of the book. But I, and two years later, I wrote a workbook. And this became, um, I didn't ever teach it at the Cleveland Clinic, but that was fine. I was, I started, had started teaching it online at this point and then also in person. And it started to grow and I started to grow a practice and things like that uh, in Cleveland where we lived. And then um, a little over nine years ago, we moved here to Maryland. And so I started, I kept my online school going and I started a practice out here. <sighs> That's a wonderful story. And mm-hmm. it, it goes to the point that each of us who've had the Reiki experience have found our own way on our own path, I- incorporating the traditional teachings and then expanding and growing and and finding that energy that we want to share with the world and that's wonderful and you're the executive director of the reiki awakening academy school of intuitive development please tell us about the work of this organization so yeah i i as my you know work with reiki grew um i started really learning about intuition and it opens doors. I mean, once you are in touch with what are your strongest channels of intuition, what are your strongest intuitive senses, you start to realize that they can teach you a lot of other things as well. So I started doing new things like card readings, playing around. Can I do this? How do I do that? What's a cool way to do that? And I started exploring, you know, what makes my intuition stronger? And basically I have this philosophy that whatever I can do, I can teach. So I started creating more classes, like classes in distance healing and how to make it simple and stronger, you know, taking the complexity and the weirdness and the woo-woo kind of out of it and making it something that makes sense, you know? And so I said, what can I make simple? And I started looking into manifesting and a lot of other things. So I started creating these courses and offering them online. And this became the Reiki Awakening Academy. That's what I decided to name it because Reiki Awakening is the name of my practice um, my local Reiki practice. And that's really how I feel about Reiki, that it awakened me. So Reiki Awakening Academy is an online school of where people can take classes. And I, right now, all of the classes are mostly, they're, they're 99% recorded, but with my support in the background, meaning that everyone that takes a class has 24 seven access to me through, you know, messaging and so forth. And I always, you know, reply as fast as I notice a message, which is quickly. 
Um, I also, some of the classes have a mentoring aspect where maybe they'll meet with me on Zoom to go over or to present or something like that. Um, I offer mentoring sessions one-on-one just plain if somebody just wants to tap my mind or get my opinion or have some guidance about what to do next or how to achieve some goal. And I just, so this is a school um, meant to just really help people help people grow in the way that I did. You know, I want to get you understanding anybody that wants to learn this can learn this. And it's not about jumping hurdles and learning symbols. It's about learning to observe yourself and what's happening. And the words Reiki awakening, I think, apply to any of us who've had Reiki in our path. For me, it was a reawakening of things that I knew as a kid and sensed as a kid. And it really brought it full circle for me. And it changed my life. I assume it changed yours also. Big time. Absolutely. We're going to be discussing your latest book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. But you are a prolific author, with this being the latest of 23 books. Please share with our listeners your writing process and how it began. Well, it did start with um, it did start with practical Reiki, you know, and I told you how that came along that I decided instead of making a new manual, I was going to make this into a book. And from there, what I had learned was through writing that was the process of self-publishing and that it was I, it wasn't, it was free, you know, it, it was ava- widely available. It was easy to learn and you upload and I don't have to buy books unless I want them to sell myself, but Amazon takes care of it. And so uh, once I learned the process, which was way easier than I ever imagined, I was like, I could do this with just about anything that I have to share. So sometimes I would take like a course that I was teaching and write it up, let people have a new way to um, access this material if they like to read instead of watch a video. So I'd write up everything that I would say when I was teaching that class. Like for instance, um, Manifesting Made Simple. I made it into an ebook because it was too short to be a, a paperback on its own. And so I wrote a few other ebooks and I was like, oh, this is kind of on a theme. So I took three of them and I put them together and called it a compendium. And now it's a it's a paperback and available. All three ebooks kind of together, available also as a Kindle and audiobook. <laughs> so I was like, oh, here's a neat way to uh, bring this material into print and digital and audio publication. Uh, so I made two versions, uh, two volumes, I guess, of something called the Lightworkers Compendium. The second is the professional edition because it deals with things like when to stop, refuse, or refer a client. And um, how to, oh, making Reiki mainstream, how to explain Reiki to anyone. And that one is a really important book, I think, for anyone who practices Reiki, because this is our challenge, is to be able to explain Reiki to anyone, because there are people out there, lots of them, who want to tell us that it's fake or tell each other or tell everybody else. And they, some of them are not going to listen, but some of them just don't know, you know, what's Reiki, raking the leaves. I mean, that was me, right? And so um, also there are people trying to debunk, you know, our Reiki websites that are out there and Wikipedia Reiki is a mess because of people that have done that. So 
we and the problem is that there's not one way to define Reiki. And so people define it in their own way or they copy definitions that are bad and put them on their own websites. And we've got people that are high up and plus, you know, Wikipedia, anyone searching what is Reiki is going to get like this random assortment of bad definitions or can connotate bad connotations or weird connotations and, and wording is so important. And so I talk a lot about this and show examples in that ebook. And then I talk about what can we do? And, and it's really about crafting a definition that is sensible and relatable to whoever you're talking to. So if I'm, I have different definitions of Reiki, depending on who I'm talking to, if I'm talking to a doctor, not to a scientist, if I'm talking to another holistic practitioner who doesn't, you know, isn't familiar with Reiki, or if I'm talking to a child, or if I'm talking to, you know, the person on the, at the gas station who saw the magnet on my car, you know, so there's different definitions because you need to meet people where they are. Absolutely. And, and we're going to be, and we're going to be talking more about your books when we come back. Her latest book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. Alice Langholt, please tell us where we can get your books and find out more about you and your amazing work. Thank you. Um, so everything is available on Amazon. Um, so if you just searched up Alice Langholt on Amazon, you would probably, uh, get to at least one of my books. And if you click my name, you'd get to my author page, which is very helpful. Um, if you want to know broadly what I'm up to, um, you can look at my link tree uh, because that gives you links to everything I do. Uh, beyond books and Reiki, I am also a wedding officiant, for example. Um, and link tree is, if you're not familiar with that, it's just like a, a page that can that has the links to all the various things for a person. It's a nice thing to use and it's free, but it's um, L-I-N-K-T -T dot. Oh, I did it wrong. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. -E. So link tree, but the dot in between the R and the E's and a forward slash Alice Langholt. And my name is L-A-N-G-H-O-L-T, my last name. L-A-N-G-H-O-L-T, like Tom, um, and Alice is A-L-I-C-E. So that's uh, a way to find everything I do all in one. And we'll be back with more of Alice after these words on the Ohm Times Radio Network. Free your mind with Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Back on Destination Unlimited, my guest this week is Alice Langholt. Her latest book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. Alice, we're going to talk about that book shortly, but like we said in the first segment, you're the author of more than 23 books. Let's talk about the 90-Day Peace Project. Oh, thank you. I, I'm really excited about this one. I During 2020... I did a lot of courses in meditation and, and one in particular 
uh, led me in a lot of directions uh, to learn about all kinds of aspects of meditation that I had never considered. And it made me meditate. I had to, as part of the course, meditate for an hour and a half a day, which was a lot, but it was great. And we had the time because we were in lockdown and quarantine and all that stuff. So through that, and in fact, it's a, it's a running theme with me is like, how can I make this simpler? How can I make this process easier and more accessible to people and distill it down to something? And I started learning about self-inquiry, direct inquiry, studying things on my own outside of that course. And I decided, what if there was a way to help a person achieve a persistent state of inner peace in just like five minutes a day? You take five minutes to learn some lesson of an aspect of this that's really accessible, causes you to think about this in your own life, and then throughout the day, you apply that. And so I thought, I bet you there's a way to build on, take this and build on it. Each day has either a piece of a review or an extension, and it has three steps. So I wrote this thing called the 90-Day Peace Project, which in it's in many forms now. It's an online class. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So you can hear me, you know, and see me teach the little lesson. There's a, and, and, but it's also a podcast. You can find it the first 30 days of the entire program on several formats. You can find it on all the podcast places like Spotify. You can also find it on Insight Timer. The app, but what the less, but what the, and then I made it into a book because I wanted to get this content out there as, in as many ways as possible. And in the book, basically each lesson, there's a lesson which is like about one sentence, maybe two, that you read. Like that's the theme of it. And then the next page, there's a prompt where you complete the sentence. So a prompt is a part of a sentence and then you just write the rest. So day two says, I feel safe when, because it's it's about safety and feeling safe. I feel safe when, and you write. And then there's something called the expansion, which is the audio part on the, of the podcasts and the insight timer thing, but it's a video on Reiki Awakening Academy's website where you can access the full lessons together that way. And also the first 30 days of that are free if you want to taste it and try it. But the expansion is a little longer, but it tells you how do I use this today in my life throughout my day? And then, you know, you, you do that. And so that's your lesson. And so then the next day you do the next one and it goes through the 90 days at the towards the like last third of it, you 
understand and feel and experience a sense of being connected to everything everywhere all the time. And as a result of that, you're like little anxieties and triggers and human based things that we that most people experience all the time have faded to the background because you have this sense that everything is really okay and that you're in the flow and you don't have to try. You can just respond to what comes to you. And so the last third of the book deals with taking this and from here going very naturally into ways to manifest and just those lessons guide you into, you know, just using this feeling to extend to bringing to you what you want in the world without a lot of effort, really very easily and in the flow of things. And you just respond and, you know, it just builds this energy. And anyway, it's really cool. And throughout it, you just, if you do it every day, you and if you went through the whole the whole 90 days and really, you know, it's hard to do something every day for 90 days. I know it because I have a lot of students in this that drop off because life, you know, and then they want to come back. So they come back a little bit and they drop off and like, okay, that's why I publish it in so many formats. Pick up the book, go back where you were, you know, or go back a little bit and continue, you know, or go back to the online lesson. But anyways, if you really follow it and you really work with it, you will change and become much more peaceful inside. And if each of us becomes more peaceful and achieves that peace, there's a networking effect in energy, isn't there? Absolutely. The collective consciousness, you know, we are, we are raising the vibration of not only ourselves, but those around us. And in fact, I, gratitude has been scientifically shown to change your physiology, physically, your own heart rate and your, in your um, whole nervous system, the autonomic nervous system completely changes when you're feeling a sense of gratitude and gratitude is also a part of the feeling of peace and interconnectedness. And I did my dissertation research on this, but what I just found and then presented at a conference is that when one person is in this state of this like balance, autonomic nervous system balance and a measured heart rate called coherence that comes from feeling gratitude, it affects the heart rates of those people around them and anyone they are thinking about, even if they're at a distance. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've written a series of books that are entitled A Moment For. What inspired this series? And share with us the titles and a little bit about the books. Okay, so I like to distill things down to the easiest possible practice. And I thought what it started when I was doing a caregiver's retreat um, a retreat for caregivers to help them get some care. <laughs> and I thought, what is, you know, the problem with caregivers not giving themselves self-care and it's, they feel like they don't have time. And I thought, I wonder what is the least amount of time a person could do something for self-care that would have an impact, but feel doable. And I thought, I wonder what we could do in 30 seconds. Cause no one's going to say they don't have 30 seconds at some point during the day, you have 30 seconds. So I thought, well, let's see if I can come up with a list of things that you could do in 30 seconds that would have an impact on your day. So I started brainstorming that and I came up with like 36 within about 15 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this into a deck of cards. So I 
wrote it, wrote up each one a little bit and put it onto a very small deck of cards and printed them up for the retreat. And we got back from the retreat. I thought, this is cool. I bet I could think of more. And so I challenged myself to think of 365. And I made a calendar called A Moment for Me. 365 free ways to balance body, mind, spirit, and emotions in 30 seconds. And I pulled content from yoga and content from numerology and content from like um, um, like all kinds of, you know, various cultures and things, but not religious, just, you know, various things that you can, ways to think about the date, ways to think about the seasons, like all kinds of, there's just so much because 365 is a lot. And then I thought, okay, that's cool. Uh, yes, for anybody. So then I thought, who else needs this? And so I thought, well, moms. Moms are very busy people, and the motherhood experience, especially at the beginning, is very overwhelming. And so I thought moms need like a 30-second way to balance themselves and and to relate to the motherhood experience. And I know what that is because you know, I have four kids. So I thought, what's a good number? 101. It sounds like it's just one more than 100. Okay, so I wrote a book called A Moment for Mom, and it has 101 ways for moms to balance body, mind, spirit, and emotions in 30 seconds. And it's really about relating to the motherhood experience, feeling good about your role. You know, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in there that you can do in 30 seconds to just um, to just revise your thinking or to refocus and recenter yourself. And I thought, who else needs this, right? Who else needs a moment for things? So I thought, okay, couples. So couples need 30-second ways to reconnect. And I'm telling you, like, it matters. And I have, like, there are marriage therapists using this book. I wrote a moment for us, which is 101 ways for couples to have more love, caring, and togetherness in 30 seconds. I mean, you'd be surprised. Like, one of the things in that book is to just look at each other for 30 seconds, stop everything and just look into each other's eyes for 30 seconds. I I wrote that one because like I realized one day that, and I realized this actually, let's, let's try to make it fast, but my husband and I like um, renewed our vows when we had been married for 14 years. And it was just a free thing that they were doing in the, you know downtown Cleveland on Valentine's Day. And my husband's like, let's do this. And I'm like, really? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And was, well, the kids can see us get married. I'm like, Okay, so you know we go downtown and 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 we get up. We're in line with all these couples, and my kids are you know are there, and my mother-in-law, and we we finally get up there, and I'm thinking this is silly. I mean, it's really what I was thinking in the back of my mind, but I was like, okay, it's fine, you know, whatever. And the the person, the justice, of the peace, whoever was doing this, said to us, okay, turn and face each other and hold hands, and look into each other's eyes the whole time I'm talking which by the way is what I make my couples do now when I, when I officiate their wedding. <laughs> um, and so we look at each other and I thought to myself, wow, this is really romantic. Like this is actually like this first time that we actually had looked at each other, just looked at each other for a steady amount of time. And I couldn't remember how long and it was very moving. He was looking at me with such love and I was just, of course, returning it back. And it became a very like meaningful experience. I'm like, you could look at somebody for 30 seconds and actually feel their heart. You know, I'm like, this is really nice. So even something like that. So that's one of the things that are in the book. Um, but each page has something that you can do or a goal for the day or even an affirmation that can affect the whole, the whole picture. 
So that's a a moment for us. And then I thought, who else needs this, right? So I wrote a book called A Moment for Teachers because I'd been a teacher for a long time and I had been in the classroom, you know, even in secular classroom and lots of times working with all kids of all ages. And now I I teach adults at Montgomery College. Um, I teach animal Reiki there, by the way, very fun, Um, which is practical Reiki plus how to give Reiki to animals. So my students all get attuned to practical Reiki, but that's on the side. Okay, so... Um, so I wrote a moment for teachers and that book actually became very popular and was picked up by, I guess, I don't, I don't know. It sells really well on Amazon, especially several times a year, like beginning in the end of the school year and around holiday time. So I wrote a sequel to that recently called another moment for teachers and 101 more ways for teachers to have more, I think it's just like confidence and positivity and creativity in the classroom. And then, um, oh, I wrote a moment for success for people in the corporate world who want to have um, who want to have more productivity and confidence and success in 30 seconds. Uh, and so now I've written a moment for meditation. And see, I just want to, you know, let's keep it simple, but let's have an impact. And can I talk about like what the purpose of this book is? Absolutely, please. That's what we're here for. <laughs> this is a new way of looking at meditation. I thought, you know, most of the time when you're taught to meditate or you you're finding ways to make your chatty mind be quiet like shut up chatty mind i'm trying to meditate you know and the chatty mind goes but you forgot to buy toothpaste or you know or something like that and oh toothpaste and then you're thinking about toothpaste but 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 i thought and so okay i'm gonna get back to ohm or i gotta go back to my mantra right i better count my breaths because what is all this it's a distractor and one day i thought what if my mind could help me meditate what if there was some question I could ask my mind that would help my meditation go deeper because the mind is curious. So I started writing questions and here's an example. Um, As I release all except for this space, who am I? As I release all except for this space. So now the mind has to Say, oh, I don't know what's here. Let me try that. And instead of you're not supposed to sit and ponder it and try to write an essay about it, that's the opposite. But it gives your mind something to engage in with curiosity that is about the meditative space. Here's another one. If I extend the depth of this experience, what do I notice? See? This makes your mind go, oh, I'm curious about this quiet space. And as I'm curious about it, I'm going deeper into it. So that's the premise. I wrote 101 questions like that. And then I said, what can I do with this? And so I've been recording the questions one by one. And we're putting them into um, meditation videos that are just like a pretty scene and some nice background music, and then a question at various intervals. So it, so as you, you have one question and then you sort of let that question float around in your mind and help deepen your meditation. And maybe at some point your mind starts going, okay, now what, you know, and then, oh, here comes another question. So we're going to be putting these on YouTube and on insight timer and probably as a podcast as well. Um, so we're going to be doing them at different intervals. Um, and in, in the book, I also say you can take one question and just make it the focus of your meditation for that time. Or you can turn to another page when you feel like you're, you know, 
you need something else, another one, or any other kinds of ways. There's lots of ways to use this. And what would you offer to those who say they can't meditate or don't have the time? Oh, well, you know, I'm like saying a little bit of time makes a difference because I, I, there's no need to meditate for an hour and a half. If you can meditate for five minutes or three minutes or just do a meditative practice in 30 seconds, that will result in calming your system. You're doing it right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and so there's no, like, even if you sat down for three minutes and ended up actually meditating for break, broken up little bits of, like, 20 seconds at a time here and there added together it it becomes like okay you've you've meditated for two minutes you know and that's fine that's good because it's going to make a difference and it will get easier the next time because your mind knows something familiar to come back to that space that quiet space you noticed it it was there and so you know how to do it like a muscle getting stronger Absolutely. My guest is Alice Langholt. Her latest book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. We'll be back with more after these words on the OM Times Radio Network. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. More than 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder, and that number continues to grow. I'm Sharon Saylor, and I'm one of those 24 million. To put that number in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. That's why I've brought together top experts and those thriving regardless of their diagnosis to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information. Join me, Sharon Saylor, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio to find out how to live your life uninterrupted. Learn more at She Can STEM, a message brought to you by the Ad Council. Back on Destination Unlimited, my guest this week is Alice Langholt. Her book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. Alice, you also have written poetry books. Tell us about that. So I've written two books of poetry. Um, one is to um, help you feel empowered when you feel powerless. And so, and then one is called Find 
yourself here. This is the other one. It's called Find Yourself Here, Musings on the Meaning in Existence. And it just started with me like having a lot of questions and writing some things to try to answer them. And so I wrote some contents, like one is called Who Am I? Uh, these are little chapters and they have one or two poems to answer that. And two is called How to Stop Hating Yourself. <laughs> Three is Making Life What You Want It to Be. Chapter four is called Do All the Things. Five is called How Does the Universe Know Me? And six is called What Should I Do? People Are Mean. The news is out of control and the world seems to be going to hell. <laughs> so you can kind of pick out how am I feeling right now and what do I need? And you you go to that chapter and there's some words to help you find uh, connection and meaning and re sort of reorganize your thoughts. <laughs> anyway, um, I'd love to share a poem. Please. This one is called Who Am I? And it's the opening poem for this book. It's also in color, by the way, this book, and it has some nice graphics from for some of the poetry. Um, okay. Who am I? Water. A substance made of two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen. One drop has lived on this planet as long as water has been here. That drop has traveled the world. It's been inside the juice of a peach. It's cycled through the digestive system of a bird, then soaked into the ground and evaporated into the clouds. It blew over the ocean and rained into a wave that washed up on the sand. It was heated by the sun and drawn into the air and inhaled by a child on vacation with his parents. That drop of water contains the memories of all it touched. The drop isn't just a single drop, a piece of one individual animal, plant, or being or separate from the ocean, air, or blade of grass. It's all of those, attached to everything, containing the identity of all it's ever been and all it's yet to be. The drop is an essential part of the whole entity known as water. Who am I? I'm a drop of water, holding the energy of all my ancestors. I'm every place I've been, every person, plant, and animal I've encountered, every thought and emotion from this life and others before and yet to come, a creator, a dreamer, dynamic, interacting, an essential part of the whole entity called life. Beautiful, Ellis. Thank you so much. That is, uh, that is so profound. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> that. I'm actually got a couple of tears right now. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. It was my pleasure, really. One of my hardest personal lessons was to offer myself the same healing and compassion that I gave to others and know that I was worthy to receive it. What would you share with those who have the same struggle? It starts with you. Um, you know, I, I can personally say that I, I understand that really well because I have children and my children are older but they're teenagers well some are teenagers two are teenagers and the other two are you know in their low 20s but as they go through this phase between eight, like 16 and 19 there's a lot to deal with and um i found that it's a struggle as a parent to try to help your child navigate these waters and to deal with all of their 
struggles as they're teetering the thin little tightrope between being a child and becoming an adult and trying to figure out what that is. And it's very stressful. And I used to try to, um, you know, control a little, you know, or to, I used to feel frustrated that I couldn't control my son's like choices. You know, I, I don't like that he's doing that. I want him to stop doing that. I can't stop him from doing that because that's a thing he's decided to do. And, and it no matter, you know, when he goes out into the world and he goes, he's going to do the thing I don't like. And, and it was hurting and driving me crazy for a while until I just let go. And I was like, okay, certain things I can control, certain things I can't, certain boundaries. Yes, but everything I can't. He's got to make his own decisions. So I have to be okay. I have to. And so I started working on myself and I realized that when I'm okay, the people around me are okay. Our relationships are okay. Our communication is okay. Whereas before it was always like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, it's just like a, a, a not okay kind of feeling. And so I work on yourself because when you work on yourself, you're working on the bigger picture of your life. And everything will resonate with that vibration. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Talking about kids and childhood, in 2016, you published Color Into Your Life, an adult coloring book to inspire you. Do we grown-ups need to remember what it was like to be kids? And how does coloring stir those memories for us? So adult coloring books became very popular around that time. And they're intricate. They're not like big pictures of like horses and unicorns and things with that you could use with crayons. This is the, this is um, this coloring book is actually um, that I made has mandalas. And in each mandala is a word or a short phrase, like I am beautiful or, you know, gratitude, you know, things like that. Just, and the opposite page has a, a little, a little message like a fortune cookie kind of message to to go along with that and the the thing about coloring is it's actually a meditation i have uh, confirmed through some brainwave research but also read extensively that the act of coloring and I mean, like in small spaces, you know, like an, like an adult can color, not like I wouldn't give this book to like a five-year-old, you know, <laughs> but like, again, something a little more complicated, but coloring actually has meditative effect on the brain and is the same depth of meditation as sitting and do, having a very deep and good meditation on your own. Coloring does the same thing with the mind. The only time when I did experiments with this, the only time that my mind changed from a meditative state to a con like a contemplative state was when I was changing colors. I'd be like, hmm, what color should I use now? And now I'm not meditating. Okay, I pick the blue. I go back into bringing the blue to the paper over here and over there and ooh, back into this meditative mind state. So I created this book to focus on a theme and to make something beautiful with it and just to be, allow yourself to be in that zone without effort. And what about those of us who even as kids were not artistic and couldn't stay between the lines when coloring? It doesn't matter. You color two spaces, the same color. There's nobody grading you. <laughs> and, and so having the freedom to put whatever color you want wherever you want 
it, it takes the pressure off. It's your Absolutely. thing. It's, Absolutely. Not, it's nothing you gotta, you know, nobody's going to judge it. Absolutely. Alice, we're living in interesting and often stressful times. What would you offer our listeners about embodying what you teach and finding peace? Give it attention every day, even if it's just for 30 seconds. If you take 30 seconds to do something for yourself that helps to improve the balance of your mind, body, spirit, emotions, anything that focuses on helping yourself be grounded or positive or centered or calm, that's going to last. And creating a habit is going to help remind you that you're worth it. And that has an effect not only on your life, but again, it has an effect on the life of everyone around you and the flow of your entire life. The Wisdom and Experience of Alice Langholt. Her book, A Moment for Meditation, 101 Questions to Naturally Take Your Meditation Deeper. Alice, one more time, please share with our listeners where they can find your books and all about you. You can find my books on Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com, of course, and just look up Alice Langholt or look up a moment for meditation or look up anything. Uh, actually, looking up my name is probably the easiest way to find books by me. Um, and then once you found one, you click on my name and you can see the whole list of them on my author page. My online school, ReikiAwakeningAcademy.com. Come on over, try out um, I've got classes that are free. Uh, Intro to Practical Reiki is free. 30 Days of the 90 Day Peace Project is free. You can also find the 90 Day Peace Project on Insight Timer. And you can find it on uh, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you want to just listen to the expansion lesson one a day. That will help you. Um, I would you know, love it if you just drop me a line. You can reach me. Um, you can reach me at, from all of my websites. Um, I also have a local Reiki practice. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area ever and you want to see me, you can go to ReikiAwakening.com and find my my local practice and make an appointment right online if you'd like. And if you're getting married, <laughs> you can go to WeddingOfficiantForLove.com. <laughs> uh, or if you know someone in the Washington, D.C. area who's getting married and would like to would like to um, have me officiate for them. Anyway, I, I have a lot of jobs that I love and I every day is different and I'm really blessed to be able to do this kind of work. Absolutely, Alice. It was absolutely delightful to have you with us and you will be back again. I would love that. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us on Destination Unlimited. I'm Victor, the voice Furman. Have a wonderful week.